Brick and Mortar Reporter, episode 36. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that you can actually find us on Facebook, and through our Facebook link, you will be able to see every single episode as it gets released first thing every single morning. So if you want to like us on Facebook, we appreciate the likes, we appreciate comments. You can uh, reach us there any way you want to. Facebook.com forward slash Brick and Mortar Reporter will find us on Facebook. Also, also, if you're a Twitter user, it's very easy to find us at BAM Reporter, at BAM Reporter for Brick and Mortar Reporter. So those are two ways you can get in touch with us and stay in touch with us and keep up with the latest episodes on the Brick and Mortar Reporter podcast. Now, off to the interview. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we show you how to build your business brick by brick. Put on your hard hat and grab your tool belt because you are about to enter the construction zone. And now, here's your host, Christy Hostler. Hi there, localists. Welcome to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast. My name is Christy Hostler. And I have an interview today that is going to be very, very interesting for many, many small business owners to listen to. I have Jeff Warner with us today. Now, Jeff is president of Warner Stellion Appliance, and it is a appliance company in Minnesota that has been able to grow into eight locations. Now, it started in 1954. And even through the recession and all the ups and downs of every type of economy they've had since 1954, they've been able to grow and maintain and have some really long-term employees and do some great things with their company culture to preserve that family and small business feel. So Jeff is here. He's got a lot of expertise. He's going to share with us today. And we're glad to have you on the show, Jeff. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. So, Jeff, I've given just a basic overview of kind of what you do and who you are, but I know there's a whole lot more to the story of you. So can you kind of get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, personally or even professionally, um, up until the point we are today? Sure. Well, I'm 57 years old, and... I've been working uh, for the family business since June of 1975. Wow. Uh, at that time, uh, if I should back up, I'm one of nine children to uh, Jim and Noni Warner. My father, uh, Jim, started uh, at the business Stellion. So actually, Stellion had uh, begun uh, probably in the late 40s. In 1954, oh, wow. upon his return from the Korean conflict, my father took a job as a bookkeeper at Stellion. Uh, began selling within months, um, became the sales manager by uh, 1961, and purchased the business from the owner, Steve Farkas, whose wife's name was Lillian, and that's how they oh. got the name Stellion. Ah. Uh, in 1971, when I was a freshman in high school, um, after uh, one year of college that uh, didn't go so well for me, I came to work for my father as a uh, driver, delivery man in uh, 1970, summer of 75, uh, began my career in sales in 1979, and by then a couple of my brothers were already involved in the business as well. I got married in 1979 to my wife, Linda. We oh, have um, five children, four of which work full-time in our business, and oh, wow. grandchildren. 
We live, Linda and I live within a block of where I grew up and within 12, 12 blocks away from our current headquarters. Oh, wow. Our warehouse and offices uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've got eight stores, seven of them in the metro area of um, Twin Cities of Minnesota and one down in Rochester where the Mayo Clinic is. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Wow. So you're kind of... Um... I was going to say, like a definitely a local brand in in yeah, the area. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. We are the we are the the primary mom and pop store that survived all of the challenges that went on through the, those years I've been working. Yeah. Uh, when I started, there were dozens, uh, and you know, in the '50s, there were probably mm-hmm. dozens more. Yeah, uh, prior exactly. to you know, that were gone by the time that I started, but um, uh. That's correct. And generally so, in the marketplace, the size of ours, which is about the 12th largest market in the United States, what we see in our industry is that one, or in some cases two or three, uh, independent resellers of appliances and our home improvement products uh, survive and thrive. Mm-hmm. But not so, more than that. Yeah. So with your um, actual business, now you sell retail um, appliances and and anything you would need for your home. Um, And is it correct that you also do servicing and that sort of thing as well? We do sales, uh, installation, service. I should note that about 30% of our our gross sales annually comes from outside sales with the the building trade and property management businesses wow. and internet. So if we took the internet and the outside sales, that would represent about 30% of our business. Now there's a different margin on those yeah. part of the business. So it is a it is substantial share. share. Absolutely. So now tell us it, it, you know, I, you know, growing up with this business and seeing your dad and, and uh, that sort of thing, working in it and then buying it. And I, I know it was kind of a, uh, probably a, very well talked about in the family and that sort of thing, especially when you have, you know, all these brothers and sisters and um, children and that sort of thing. But at what point did you realize you wanted to follow in the entrepreneurial um, vein of your father and kind of go into the business? Well, I would have been in 1975 after a little bit of contemplation over my first year in college where I had gone out to pursue a career in, in law and mm-hmm. one, you know, my desire to be a prosecutor, and I took a year to do that, and it and, you know, away from home, and uh, um, you know, over the summer, I uh, I made a decision to pursue a career with my father in his business. Mm-hmm. Uh, our relationship was was really quite strong, and and it was it was just something that I had. Uh, I decided I really wanted to get into, and he was he welcomed it. So excellent. So you just at that point said law school's not going to happen. Going to go back to the family business. Well, to be honest with you, I I thought as an easier, you know, it wasn't going to be as big a challenge for me. That's what I oh, thought sure. anyway. And I was going to be able <laughs> to spend, you know, I was going to be able to stay home where I was already, you know, in love with a with my wife, and yeah. also. Uh, uh, you know, I really, I really love spending time with my father. So uh, you put all those things together, and I, probably the first part was the first two. You know, that the whole idea yeah. of being closer to my, what my, yeah. you know, someday wife, and then 
the idea of taking an easier route. Um, school was really hard, and I just didn't think work was going to be. Um, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't altogether true. Yeah, no, it's it's hard in a completely different way, so I, I understand that. Now, I know that you guys have had to, in your industry, you've had to really take um, a lot of heat and pressure from big box stores and that sort of thing and all these um, things that have, you know, big chains that have come on the market and they've, you know, dipped into kind of your product line and that sort of thing. So what type of strategies have you guys used to try to really compete and maintain your customer base and insulate yourselves against the big box uh, encroachments? What we did was, and it's an ongoing process, is we analyzed our competitors. We we tried to get inside their businesses to to understand how they operated, what were some of the strengths of the, that uh, we could borrow some ideas from that the consumers really seemed to be uh, attracted to, and what were their weaknesses and how could we take advantage of those by uh, offering to um, to do things that they get poorly better, which would also be attractive to consumers. And as I said, this is an ongoing process, and so in our business, uh, a few of the things is that you know we made our own deliveries. We oh, okay. we already had a trusted name, so you know in our industry you enter into the home, and so yeah. we we have a, a, a highly complemented delivery team, installation team, service team. Installers have to be extremely knowledgeable, have to be extremely cautious with big heavy appliances going into people's homes to be taking the proper care. Um, so that part of it, that, that experience inside the home was really wonderful. We also built our stores out to be much more attractive in, the, in a uh, shopping experience with appliances instead of just a sea of white and stainless steel, you know, down rows. Yeah. Uh-huh. We built kitchens uh, early, really early on we did this. Uh, oh, my dad's right. brothers were actually carpenters, so that really helped to make oh, it. Oh, yeah. And built out kitchens that had different tiles, different lighting, different things that complemented the actual products we were selling and gave people an it, it was better for their, they didn't have to imagine so much. They could actually come in and touch and feel them. And, and instead sure. of asking if the dishwasher was loud, they could hear it. This, oh, this you could u- it was actually usable, these usable uh, demos. You know, today, oh. okay, today we get into a much more higher tech kinds of examples of how we try to uh, stay uh, aligned with what consumers don't just desire but demand of a place that uh, that's going to go for their business. Back then it was, and it, it still works, but some of the newer things we're, we're having to do, such as when we come out and deliver, you know, delivering uh, six days a week and, and, and with later hours, um, allowing people to set up service calls uh, through uh, through our website when, uh, oh, wow. when on the weekends. I mean, it could just go on, but there's there are weaknesses that, that box stores... They're not focused on our business. They're doing so many other things. If you, if we were able to focus, we've been able to find some areas where the consumer is really chooses us because of some of the things where we do a little bit better and more mm-hmm. focused than just the appliance end of the business. I love that. I love that, and also having control, you know, from start to finish through the the delivery and installation process with your own employees, not subcontractors or anything like that. That really gives you control. Also, it's fair to say that the Warner family has learned 
just about everything that we do well, we've learned from peers across the country. So for many years now, probably close to 30, we have been involved in uh, groups, um, and in our case, for our industry, home improvement, and these independent businesses across the country, we get together, we share ideas, there's educational format, um, there's several of these, they call them buying groups, but there's several of these groups of, mm-hmm. uh, available for people in our industry, and I would imagine in most, and great ideas come from the mind, the collective minds of, of uh, retailers across the nation. I love that. I love that. And it gives you leverage against the big chains and the big box stores, doesn't it? That's true, too. But I can just go back through the mid-'80s when we first started attending uh, groups, first in Minnesota and then regionally and now nationally. Uh, It's it's just been so beneficial to our business to speak with others, challenge the same way we are, and how are they winning and where I think it, there was a time when we learned just about everything, we just absorbed everything. Now we're, you know, it's interesting that we've come around to the point where we're more respected and more asked sure. to participate in key member discussions with the with the uh, major manufacturers of the world in our industry. Yeah, you become kind of become the authority after you've been well, doing it that long. That. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're we're much more respected because we've. We've managed to compete and grow. And when this is one other thing, how we compete is our company doesn't have just the standard American brands. We have world global leader brands from all over the world now, over 50 brands oh, now. And okay. when one of the primary manufacturers, I'll, I'll choose one. Uh, uh, let's see, like uh, Mila from Germany. Decides okay, never to heard of that. Uh, introduce a brand new piece to the public. They come to us to do that. Oh, and wow. And that's the biggest compliment is that's not us saying sure. we're good. That's the manufacturer choosing us to introduce yeah. to the to the marketplace a brand new exciting product. They don't wow. go to the box. And the reason they don't is because they don't have the same trust in, in, the, mm-hmm. in these large national stores to represent their new exciting product the same way they feel we will. Yeah, and that, that is the right. That's the I could throw out there. Is that's a sure. truth. And yeah. so they basically are complimenting us by saying we choose you. Absolutely, and that, that is an ultimate compliment for any small well, business much more to difficult, have. It's much more difficult to sell and service those kind of products than it is uh, your, your standard uh Oh at yeah. The same time, at the same time, your yeah. standard every I want to say your more standardized the products. They're in more homes across the country, so that's that's a big challenge for us. Is that we need to remain focused on both sides of our business. The simple right um, those products that are uh, sold in thousands of places, and the more specialized, higher end products where we have a little more. Uh, we have less competition and a little more uh-huh. profitability. Uh, yeah. We don't want to give away to the former because if we do lose our focus on keeping the masses, uh, keeping competitive in that area, they then our competitors will take the rest. Yeah, 
Exactly. Wow. That that is that is a unique uh, dichotomy between appealing to the masses, but also having that unique um, line and and kind of being the the distribution channel for some you know so much of that in the United States. You know what else? The twenty five year old first time home buyer today that's buying a set of Frigidaire appliances twenty years from now may be in line for Wolf and Sub Zero. And so to build yeah. a relationship, and the only thing we can build it with them is appliances. We can't sell them sure. iPads and computers mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you know big screen TVs. We don't do that. So th- that's our challenge: is to be relevant, to be uh, important, significant, to to get the uh, to become to get awareness with the the young uh, first time home buyer. We need sure. to succeed in that area. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a different product than the 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 higher end stuff most of the time. So mm-hmm. it's uh got to get got to have that point of entry, I guess, for those customers. So now, Jeff, tell me about approximately with the eight locations that you have have about how many employees total do you have? We have about 260 employees, I believe, somewhere in that wow. area full time. That's- that is unbelievable that you have that many employees, but <laughs> I think it's you know, it, more it, 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 yeah, it really is. I uh, I believe when I got started, we I was uh, one of seven. Seven. <laughs> well, it has definitely seen some growth since then. But I wanted to, you to talk to us a little bit about the company culture because you've been able to do something I think that's unique with small businesses in that you've got a relatively large employee base for a small business, you know, the 260 something. Um, but at the same time, you do a lot to really preserve that family atmosphere and the small business feel within the culture of your business. Can you tell us kind of a little bit about your philosophy on that and how you do that? I will, and, and I'm very passionate about this this ingredient to success. I believe it mm-hmm. is the primary ingredient to success. You know, we we often hear businesses, uh, you know, brag about their employees being, you know, that that that's the number one reason why they succeed. And I believe that. Right. Uh, and really, the credit needs to go to uh, my father, who uh, we I got to work under and. Uh, you know, he, first of all, he's, uh, he's very, I, I like to say he's a very attractive example of, of how to be mm-hmm. a good man. Well, he's wow. very spiritually healthy and, uh, you know, he's fair and just and all the virtues, uh, he, he exercises them quite well, uh, always has. And so he, he had a, a few credos. Number one was leave your ego at the door. Ah. Um, Number two is is offer no excuse. For oh, less I than like your that. Best. Love and, that. Uh, you know, my father had a way of of uh, you know making people come through the door feel at home, feel desired, feel uh, important, valued. Uh, he he understood that you could you could have a little dust on the appliances. You could. You could make a, you know, you, you you might have a mistake here or there. You might not have mm-hmm. a track of sales bar. But if the people who represented the brand were right, mm-hmm. you could buy with those things because they're not as important as the way with which people are treated. Yes, yes, and, you're exactly and right. In order for that to be, to, to, in order for that to take place, 
one needs to feel the same way as an employee, needs to feel valued, needs to feel heard, needs to feel significant. Uh, and more than just how one is compensated, but also how is one, what is the environment within where one works? Is, is one lifted up? Right. About, or is one pushed down? And, you know, mm-hmm. just that stressful environment of, I've seen it, felt it in other businesses and learned that you know, this is not the way we wish to lead. So, again, the credit would go to him. He's still alive at 85. He still pokes his nose in. Uh, <laughs> Checks on everything. Time. And, you know, and also my mother who uh, did most of the raising of us, you know, prior to us becoming adults. Um, uh-huh. I think they're a fan. They're both alive. They're, they're really a fantastic combination. And, and they hold us up to, accountability. My father spoke with the third generation Warners. Uh, all of them over 16 are able to come to meetings. Oh, wow. uh, they have their own meetings. He spoke to them uh, within the last year and it was very powerful in how he talked with them the same way that he always talked with us, the same kind of simple uh, truths that, that guide his life. And you know, what's so attractive about him is he just he's not just a talker. He's a doer and you know ah. after a while if somebody's just all about it and they they don't really do it we become jaded with them and they can't sure. really lead because no one will follow exactly and so no first of all he, he this was his business which he gifted to us so we don't wish to disappoint him in any way you know we want our Absolutely. father to be delighted in the way that we we work um i think he is I think he has a lot of joy over what's happened. I think, um, you know, when we need when we need a little lifting ourselves, he's still around to, with a joke uh-huh. or, or some story of the past to, to bring that around. But um, oh, sure. talking about our our employees now, it is it is a lot of responsibility to lead that kind of a group. And you think about how many families that affects. Absolutely, uh, yes. Employees do feel. Like we're very, we do care a great deal about who they are, what you know, the quality of their lives. Um, that we, be, you know, what part of our, uh, not a mission statement, but our our goals are is to not just be the number one place for people to buy appliances, but the number one place for for people who want to sell appliances to work. Mm. And so we got to do a lot of listening, you know, because our employees will have their ideas. You know, sometimes there's, when, when we let them speak, when we give them a voice, only two things can happen, both of them are good. One, they're wrong. And we, can <laughs> the, we can lead them to the truth because uh-huh. we know what's in their head because we've afforded them, we've listened. The second mm-hmm. thing is they're right, and we can change for the better. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. And both of those scenarios happen all the time because everyone, you know, we have all these different levels of meetings mm-hmm. um, that, you know, from, from ownership to, to uh, uh, let's see, department management, store management, uh, business council, which are elected individuals elected by their peers oh, wow. to represent okay. the third generation meets and they have their own right now. They're working on entrepreneurial opportunities. We're still going to school at the University of St. Thomas um, Family Business College of Family Business, which, interestingly enough, 
was built by the grant from Richard Schultz of Best Buy. Really? Oh my gosh, I did not from, know that. So, so, so Best Buy's first store is three blocks from our first store, our original store. And oh, I did back not know in my that day, either. Richard Schultz used to trade with us. Uh, we would send people who wanted TVs and things like that down to him after we got our TVs in around the late 80s. And Best uh-huh. Buy was just getting started, and he would send appliance customers down to us. So he's a, he's a good old St. Paul boy. I see. I did not know that. Right. Interesting. Got some history going on there. A long yeah. history and <laughs> rivalry now. Well, Target's you want first to store it. is no more than four blocks from our first store either. So you get Target's first store, you get Best Buy's first store, and then the little old, you know, Mortar family store yes. right in the midst. So we, <laughs> we, we have to say something about location being important as well. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. You're like a hub for, for uh, some incubating some pretty big business ideas right there. Yeah. So. It's also was one of, it, it was also a very, uh, I guess, you know, cons- you can't, sometimes you just can't make consumers do what they want, you know, what they don't right. aspire to. And this is where we're located, the three of us, um, is a really good location in the metro area for commerce. Ah, Okay. Wow. More than more than just they didn't succeed just because they were that good. They, 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 uh-huh. I think they got their start. They were planted in a really good location. From there, all the good things they did. Right. But you know, I, again, I remember when Dick Schultz was one store. Sound of Music was the name <laughs> of the business. Wow. And we were, you know, Warner Stallion, and uh, you know, a lot has happened since then. Yes, it is. It's a world that's completely changed now. So Well, we used to now, be down at our store all the time trying to figure out how we did what we did. It was <laughs> when Best Buy got into appliances and they couldn't seem to figure it out and couldn't seem to figure yeah. it out. And, um, they were in their store all the time snooping around. That is that is hilarious. Oh my goodness. You wouldn't even you wouldn't even think somebody would uh would have the uh, audacity to well, let you know they were trying uh, to check it we, out and figure out what you were doing. We shop our competitors all the time. It's what we <laughs> send our new salespeople out to do. I see. <laughs> Someone they won't recognize, right? Well, also, yeah. <laughs> no, it also teaches them, you know, to learn a little more about what they're up against. Absolutely. So now, Jeff, you've been around your business a really, really long time, and I'm sure um, you've learned a lot over the course of of your tenure there. But is there any particular failure or uh, setback that you've had that you have really been able to learn from that maybe even other business owners could learn from along the way? Well, you know, I'm going to be personal on this one and say that it's sure. really difficult. What I've learned is it's it's really difficult to be a good partner, and it's uh. extremely vital to be a good partner. So I don't know anything about owning a business all by myself. What I do know is is that there's there's currently there's four of us. So there's nine uh-huh. owners. The nine kids are all equal owners. There's four of us that run the business. So five owners outside of outside of the business just mm-hmm. as owners, non-active. And uh-huh. um, these are four extremely passionate, extremely um, confident individuals, my sister and my two brothers, and myself. Mm-hmm. We all have high conviction in our ability to lead. Now, we have to lead as a team together. So yeah, I bet. sometimes when I've learned 
that sometimes um, I, when I'm not, when I don't get what I want, when, I, when what I believe should happen doesn't happen, I've learned later after, you know, uh, struggling with that fact that mm-hmm. I was wrong. <laughs> and uh, I wished I would have known that before I struggled with it. And when I say sure. struggle, I mean I wasn't the best partner. Uh-huh. I wasn't, you know, I was too vocal. I was too adamant. I was too sure. Um, and I was wrong. And so, yeah. like anything in life, being a good husband, being a good brother, being a good son, being a good partner is difficult. Mm-hmm. But it's it's extremely rewarding when you do it well. Uh, the benefits that come from being a good partner, and there's all sorts of things required to be that. Uh, uh-huh. are, that's how that's how it works. Right. Dysfunction. <laughs> what, what are some of the things to avoid? Never talk about a partner when the partner is not present. Wow. Okay. You know, that's, that's an that's easy thing great. to do. That's you know, don't can get engaged in conversation. Usually that would be negative. Go ahead and talk positively, but never talk sure. badly. Never, never talk badly about anybody in the business out in public. Always have family first. Wow. Okay. Um, don't, don't always, you know, leave the ego. Again, check the ego at the door. Being a good partner means you have to do that. So I think yeah. I've learned in my time to mellow, to mm. um, not always, I don't always have to be right. I don't have to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and that being a true leader is actually, you know, uh, understanding that and exercising good partnership uh, is being a true leader. Well, and that's great that you, you know, you're able to look at it like that and even realizing that your partners are actually family. So, you know, it's kind of like having the option of, not being in relationship with them is not even on the table. You know, you know these are people you're going to interact with for the rest of your life, well, and I, it makes it different. I'm sure that that our 260 employees would know it rather quickly if the four of us, yeah, weren't in harmony. Now we're not yeah. perfect. We're passionate, mm-hmm. so things get discussed in a proper environment, under <laughs> yeah. you know, in a, in a at the right time, face to face. And it works out. It's not battles against, you know, behind doors, uh, one on two on twos. And we yeah. don't, we, 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 there are consequences, okay, that we've agreed uh-huh. to um, for those. Now, we've never had to exercise them, but we say it don't actually agree to them. We, um, we have a, a mission statement within leadership. So our leadership mission statement is to, is to govern using faith, family and fundamentals as our three keys. Oh, I love that. So, you know, I mean, we, we say that before each one of our, our governance meetings uh-huh. uh, to each other. And each year we have a uh, credo, if you will, a new goal. I, I don't know, like a slogan or whatever. I don't think uh-huh. it's a slogan. This year it's, it's, it's we borrowed from the uh, Rotary and service above self. Excellent. I love that. So it's just kind of like your motto for the year or something like that. Well, if it doesn't align with the mission, then what are we doing? 
what are we doing? Yep, you're exactly right. So let me ask you this. Over the course of your long career there, what what's the business accomplishment that you've been most proud of? Well, personally, it's it's the fact that it, it was attractive enough for my four children, four of five, to choose to to uh, yes choose a career yes. in it. And sure. Watching watching them grow as young professionals to contribute to the success of our family's business has been. I have to say that it is. I'm going to be selfish, but that is the most rewarding thing for me. It keeps me fueled and pumped and. Oh, wow. It gives me all sorts of reminders about, you know, how do they look at their father? How, yeah. How do I want to act? Um, it, it's fabulous. I, I I can feel it in my father. Okay. And that was always such a, all through the years, that was part of the attraction. Okay. Proving to mm-hmm. my father that I was worthy of, of his um, respect. You know, right. And and so I knew how well how good that was with me and why should it be any different with my children. So I think they uh I'm pretty certain that they understand how thrilled I am, you know, how, how much mm-hmm. joy I take from their success and being someone wow. that can mentor them and they can come to to ask questions about the business and to watch their passion grow, that's the most rewarding thing for me. I love that. I love that. It go, again, it goes back to, you know, your fundamentals, the family part of that, and that that's great. So with you guys having to compete against um, big box stores and, and that sort of thing, I'm sure you've had to get a little bit creative with your marketing strategies. And what what are you doing right now that is really working for Warner Steely and Appliance? Well, uh we do a lot of talking to our customer base, which is about, it's probably getting close to about 300,000 addresses now. We do a lot of wow. talking directly to them, um, you know, incentivizing them to, to uh, come and see us, uh, incentivizing them to talk to their family and friends to come and see us. So we work those people who already have chosen us uh, to, to grow, number one. Number two, we, we use traditional medias. Um, and, and maybe more so than what media we use is what's the message we're delivering. My sister Carla, uh. our, our, um, she, she just turned 50 in, uh, last week, and she is our face of our business. She's extremely uh, good at what she does. Uh, she's a uh-huh. We like that. Um, she's been the face of our business since my twin brothers were retired by me. Uh, they, were, <laughs> they, were, they started at 18. As the twins, really? they have the wow. twin cities, and we have the Minnesota Twins, and we oh, did a yeah. lot of really kind of funky things with them. So we've always had a family member represent us on television, in front of the camera. We, I'm a big fan of TV, and and you know the TV is, I think, intimidating to some people. They don't yes. uh, little little businesses don't uh, think they can do it, but they can as long as they just stay simple and promotional. It's difficult to build branding spots like. Coca-Cola or the beer companies or the car uh-huh. companies, but you can promote by saying, here's, we are, here's what we have. And in today's marketplace where consumers can take a product that we sell, it's identifiable by a number. It can be shot at home across the country. What this needs to compete? Now, the key to that, before I even get started building 
promotional messages is that our merchandising team, who works directly with the vendors, have to mm-hmm. do their jobs really well. They bring the oh. ingredients and start the sales deals to me. They need to make sure the vendors are keeping us whole by protecting us against uh, our competitors by, you know, uh, giving us the kind of offers that are exclusive to us. And that's okay. difficult for smaller, smaller businesses to do. Sure. It truly is. That's, that's a struggle that I can't imagine what a, a tiny, tiny business would have to do something differently today. Well, mm-hmm. I think like that, but the quality of the message uh, is important in traditional media. And that's not just the deal, but it's how it's laid out, how it looks, how it, how it sounds in some cases. And then, the, the internet is the new highway for information, and we think at least 85% of our customers come through the door, research online first, so our website is as good as it can be, constantly wow. updated. Uh, we think it's pretty good. We've invested a ton of money on it. We go and seek searchers of appliance information out with a lot of our budget so that when mm-hmm. people are going to the computer to online to learn about appliances, they find us there. Gotcha. You know, now I, I think people are kind of jaded to the message of marketing, and I'm going to give you a for instance by asking you when the last time a business told you they weren't very good, but they were really trying to be better. <laughs> so we as consumers are jaded that. to what a, what a yeah. business says about itself. What we want uh-huh. is a reliable recommendation, referral from a trusted family member or friend. Yes. And so it goes back to making sure that each and every person that comes through that door leaves feeling like they were respected, uh, that they were desired, that there was value there. Okay? Number one, mm-hmm. that's why we go right. back to my dad's principles, no excuse for less than your best every time. Because in the end, it's what the consumer says that's much more important than what sure. we go about saying in the media. You can put yourself out there, which we do, but it, it, it has far less value than that body that comes through the door. That person will become a brand steward, will become a advertisement for you if you're right. Wow. That's it's so true. It really is. And you know, then goes back to the, how important it is that your culture is good, that your people are excited about what they do, that they're competitive, that they have a will to win, that they know their industry, that they have a proper attitude in, with from yeah. within, because it's just to see how that all forms into that. How important, how vital, and hiring the right people is. The rest of it. It's important, but you, you you'll lose if you haven't got that right first. Oh, absolutely! I love that the people the the people and the culture um, are essentially your insurance for getting the the customer referrals and the repeat business and and that sort of thing. I'd rather have love I know, it's like my dad said. Dude, here's another one. His, you know, and I don't think it's his, but you know that the creator gave us two ears and one mouth for really good reason. Yeah. Yes, one is twice as important. Now, I'd rather hear we're good than say it. Yeah, yeah, and when, absolutely. You know, when when someone uses, you know, that that's just that's the bottom line is, I don't think customers care what I say. They know what I'm going to say. Of course, I'm going to say we're great. Yes. So I try to avoid that. I try to avoid those kind of statements in our marketing, and 
basically just talk truth. You know, here's our people. Mm-hmm. Here's what we do. Here's how long it is. And let the customer, the testimonials out there, you know, today's online testimonials are, we're not perfect, but we're, you know, they're pretty good. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Now, let me ask you this. Um for your business and even, you know, I know it's it's larger than most and that sort of thing, but what type of key indicators or performance metrics are you looking at um in order to run your business and why do you feel like those are the the ones that you need to focus on? Wow. We measure everything. Well, so <laughs> do you keys, keys. Yeah. I, I well first of all we build budgets together and those budgets are you know that's at the core of what you know how we measure ourselves uh in terms of how we're executing from a uh cost of goods standpoint are we purchasing the right things for the right amount of money are we getting mm-hmm. the right support from our primary manufacturer partners okay number 1 number 2 mm-hmm. um are we are we getting the right sale price? You know, are we closing sales? Are we getting okay. the right traffic in each store? And when is that traffic coming? So we traffic measure. We measure closing ratio of individual and entire uh, sales team. So store to store uh, deliveries and all these efficiencies and operational. You know, are we utilizing our warehouse space properly? Are we turning the, the products properly? Are we are we efficient in the way we go down the road? By the way, my brother oh, Bob yeah. is, is extremely passionate about green and sustainability, and he's our leader uh-huh. in that field. But you know, are our trucks making efficient stops uh, for delivery? Are you know we measure the the rate of damage, the rate of uh, issues with our insurance company? We have all sorts of initiatives with our HR department on health, and are we improving the health of our overall? Uh, employee team. Uh, boy, I, I mean, we give out, sur- you know, thank you and survey opportunities to everybody who comes to our door so they can tell us what they think. And that, that, maybe of all things, is the greatest measuring stick of all because, again, what matters most is what the consumer's perception of your product and your brand is. is you best be paying attention to that. Yeah, definitely. That is the ultimate uh the ultimate final judge of, of how good you're doing is what the customer says. So, well, yeah, what you know, sure. we ask great questions in those, you know, what what are we doing well? What should we be doing that we're not doing? Uh just you know, does it you know, you the customer will tell you how to sell them if you listen. Yeah. That's true. If you're asking, they will tell you for sure. Yeah. Oh. Definitely. It's now, because it feels good to be important. So once you tell somebody hey, what you think is important to me, truly, Absolutely. you can make that believable. Why? Well, who mm-hmm. isn't that attractive to? Yeah, exactly. You're exactly right on that. Now, Jeff, one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is um, give people that might be looking for a niche in the local business community some ideas. And who better to have ideas than the business owners that we talk to like yourself? So my question is, are there any holes in the market that you've identified? In other words, products or services that you would love to source locally, but you simply cannot find it? Well, uh, you're talking about entrepreneurial opportunities, and, and what an exciting 
seen any, you know, interestingly enough, I see, you know, it, it, I think the, the country, our country over 200 years, it's it mostly first-generation Americans that have, you know, over time seized most of those opportunities out of desperation, out of the, sure. you know, the need to, to feed. Survival. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I think the, I know our industry, and I can tell you that young people, uh, young adults, do not find appliance service a desirable field. There is a okay. lack uh, in hmm. our reach in any way of kids going to school to learn how to fix appliances. And I can't understand that because there just aren't that many businesses that are that good. And imagine they're in every single dwelling. Sure. It, it just, yeah. it just, Market I think huge. this is an undermined field in our own industry, and it's part of our growth mode is to continually grow uh, that end of our business until we own it in the Twin Cities. And that's a massive statement that we're working towards yeah. slowly so we can control it. Um, in terms of other things, I think I think I see more and more people that are busy. Uh, they want to do, you know, they want things done on weekends. Uh, mm-hmm. Businesses that are going to be able to to meet the consumers' desires in in a time fashion in in their homes. You know, the mm-hmm. whole idea of I got to pay double to have a plumber come out on a Sunday. Sure. I Absolutely. have to, you know, have to take a day off of work. To there's all sorts of opportunities out. for a business to say, you know, I'm there at the low price when you want me. Um, yeah. I don't know that there's enough of that, and I haven't seen enough people doing it really well. Mm-hmm. But the whole shift in giving the consumer, you know, what they desire, when they desire yeah. it, this is, what the, this is what online has really told me is that's why they're winning because – yeah. You know, it's when I feel like it, I can go and buy my whatever I want to buy from wherever yeah. I want to buy it. Now, I don't necessarily enjoy that fact I, as, an, as right. a local independent, but sure. you know what? Once again, sometimes you just can't make the consumer do what you want them to. So yeah. that opportunity that you're asking about that people are thinking, what could I do? Uh, I would align right. myself with, you know, the things that what frustrates you in your day. Yes. Exactly. Uh, think over your life um, the last few months and some some things that have occurred and there are areas that a, a, an entrepreneur can take advantage of. That sure. Should, they got to go to a that. bank and get the, you know, seed money to start it up. Yeah. Well, probably, but maybe not, you know, maybe yeah. one by one. Yeah, you never know, but it definitely some good feedback on that. So let me ask you this. What is the next step for Warner Stellion right now? Well, I, I, I do think we'll continue to expand out from the cities and staying in Minnesota. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think we'll continue to 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 uh, watch closely the Internet and, and whether it moves from, in our industry anyway, from a support tool to in-store traffic into something more, and I believe it will. I think local consumers more and more are trusting our brand. We'll decide if we make it right for them to just purchase online. So we're going to need to continue mm-hmm. to invest on in that, which is a bit scary with the brick-and-mortar situation. But once again, yes. yeah. you know, we're keeping an eye on that. We're looking at entrepreneurial opportunities within our own family and how we can expand our, our uh, you know, our businesses so that, you know, maybe mm-hmm. maybe we're not so vulnerable in the event that right. something unforeseen and unfortunate could occur. Uh, we, as I said, we're looking to grow our installation and service arm to the point where we become the number one 
go-to name for in-home service and installation of appliances. And I, I think we, you know, that's that's a primary for us. We feel it sure. will help our solidify our foundation. Uh, you know, as we continue to try to compete against the monsters out there. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Definitely, and, that gives you, know, you the from service. A standpoint, I wanted to add that we're working hard on succession from okay. our generation to the next, trying yep. to identify leaders while trying to figure out a way to uh, transfer ownership, which our government makes extremely difficult. Sure. Um, uh, lot, and, lot going on for sure with you guys. Well, you know that's. It's in the in the in the fall of my career, maybe winter of it, you know, and it's been a blessing uh, all the way around. Several of them. Uh, that's those things I just talked about. You know, all of this just fuels me to, uh, you know, um, spend my last few years in in uh, business uh, achieving some of these really important things, so that I can sit back, hopefully healthy, like my father has, and watch in amazement oh, yeah. where the next generation yeah. is going to take this our business and our and whether they'll you know what more they might do you know sure i know that's it's one of those things you probably just can't wait with the anticipation of it but at the same time what a great thing to be that motivated all the way through your career and even as you're looking at the you know heading out into retirement age and it just is exciting to be that motivated to leave the the legacy for the the next generation. So, now Jeff, you have been extremely generous in giving us so many tips and things that you have done that have uh, led to success or even help you overcome failure. And one of the things I always wanted to do uh, with our owners is give you an opportunity to promote anything within your business. And what we'll do in our show notes is link up to your website and any other places that you are, like the Facebook or Twitter or the other accounts that you might have. And um, but I wanted to give you an opportunity to promote anything going on with Warner Stellion right now um, to our listeners because we do have a good amount of listeners in the Minnesota area well uh, we're you know we're we're really uh, right in the middle of is it well we're at the beginning of grill season so we're yes uh, we really get excited <laughs> about selling grills this time of year we've got a, uh, uh, some nice offers on some very nice grills we're we're, uh, we do seem to do a little better for the, the real serious the griller, both gas and uh-huh. charcoal, and a couple of which are they, either way. You can use them; they, they go either way. Oh yeah. Um, let's see what else. We're we're uh, we're about to open a reopen our Edina store, grand reopening. We've expanded it to about eight thousand more square feet. Now this is, we believe, we'll do a little bragging, the, the finest appliance store, and certainly in the state of Minnesota, maybe even north of Chicago, uh, wow. it is fabulous, and that'll be in early May. Early uh, May, we'll, we'll okay, that's that. right around the corner, yeah, wow. Oh, it's just going to be something else, and uh, oh, you know, outside of that, I, you know, I would just tell people out there that are familiar with it, you know, if you haven't ever given us uh, an opportunity uh, to uh, earn your business, I hope you will, uh, yeah. for those of you who, who have helped us to be where we are today well thank you yeah and I uh that. you know just let just let everybody know that is our customer that we do value you and we do care about uh, how you feel about us and we're listening excellent well what i will do is link up to your website and are you guys on facebook or anything like that as well 
Well, I don't know. Ju- you know, my daughter Julie's our marketing manager, and oh, okay. and, and, and I'll uh, I'll, I'll ask find her out. To- I can. Yeah, I can find out. I'll I'll look you up and see. And if you are on all those uh, social media sites, oh, we we'll link up to yeah, those. Absolutely. Okay, but the, we'll those. link up. Oh sure, we have a sure we are. But in terms okay. of helping you to connect in all the many different ways sure. that you wish to, uh, I'll I'll ask my daughter to. Uh, Sure, if she can send me all that. Yeah, we'll definitely hook up with that. But, Jeff, I cannot thank you enough for spending time with us, and and your time is valuable, I know, and you've given us so much information and so many tips and things that you're doing that have worked, and the philosophy that you have in your business is just really one that I think so many businesses aspire to, and you guys have actually made it a huge success. And I am so thankful for um, for the time you spent chatting with me, and it's it's just been an absolute pleasure. Oh, it's been a real, it's been a treat. Uh, I've been excited to do it since since we first connected, and I hope that it does have the value that to some that you say it will. I sure, hope yeah. that's the case. Localist, I need your help. If you've appreciated this podcast today, I need you to go to iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review, tell us what you think about the podcast. It is so important for us to expand our reach to be able to have those iTunes ratings and reviews. That way, other people can find us much easier whenever they're looking for things about local brick-and-mortar businesses. So go to iTunes, leave us a review, leave us a rating. You cannot imagine how important it is to us. You can find show notes to everything we discussed in this podcast on our website. So go there. It's www.brickandmortarreporter.com. You can see all the links to anything we discussed. And also you can leave us any comments or any questions that you have. It's the best way to get in touch with us. Thank you for listening to the Brick and Mortar Reporter Podcast, where we build businesses all day long with no permits. Remember, local businesses are the backbone of our economy. So, whenever you have the opportunity, choose local. 